we tend to be very critical of ourselves when we're doing video. And of course, if we're recording it, then we have opportunity to, you know, fudge with it or redo it. There's a point where you have to let it go and you have to be able to observe your videos, review them without being as so critical as only we are to ourselves and understand that your audience isn't going, why is her eyebrow doing that? Huh? That was kind of a weird look she made. Right. So, so being a little more, you know, forgiving and more objective with yourself and just, you, you got to put it out there eventually. Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady host of the small biz chef podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1000 copies of my best-selling book, become your own boss in 12 months. Over a hundred thousand people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world. And I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic. And so I'm giving away a thousand copies of my book. All you have to do to get your copy is head over to beginmybiz.com slash free offer to, you know, sign up for your copy. All you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you. I am so excited about this. I want to serve you. Grab your copy today. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I'm excited to welcome you to the Small Biz Chat podcast. I'm very excited about today's show. The mission of the Small Biz Chat podcast is to end small business failure. We are a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get invaluable business advice. So let me introduce my guest. Video can put you in front of customers, but it can create a relationship that requires a unique skill set. Luckily, actors, reporters, and other on-camera pros have already unlocked the secret to creating personal relationships on video. In today's Small Biz Chat interview, actor and video expert Julie Hansen shares key on-camera techniques from her new book, Look me in the eye using video to build relationships with customers, partners, and teams to help you connect more and sell more on video. For more information, you can go to juliehansonlive.com. Julie, welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Thank you, Melinda. It's so great to be here with you. Oh, gosh, I am so excited. I was, you know, as a former television producer, when I saw your book, I was like, yeah, I'm glad somebody's breaking this down. So I'm so excited to have you here. Now, one of the things that's been really interesting about what we've observed in 2021, I feel like 2021 is like the year of TikTok. Right? <laughs> I mean, like, like short form. Short form video is like everywhere. And a lot of people have been saying that video is really the future of marketing. And I really wanted to kind of get your thoughts about, you know, how important video is going to be to marketing and sales efforts going forward. 
Well, you know, it's funny you say that because isn't video the present of marketing, right? I mean, it's not like we're without it. And certainly from, from everything that we've read about video and the, the results people are getting, why would we not continue to use it, right? We get higher open rates when there's a, a video. Certainly, you know, TikTok and, and Insta Reels have been great success stories as far as, you know, getting engagement. Um, so there's there's a, a lot of potential with video. And I, and I think the interesting thing is, you know, there's still a lot more growth to be had. I mean, it's it's a little too late to be early to video, right? There's a lot of people on video. There's a billion users on YouTube, but there's still a, a, a window of, of time where you can stand out. It's going to get harder and harder to stand out. So that's something to be really aware of that now is the time to dive in if you're thinking about it. Definitely, definitely. So let's talk about short form video. Now, I know there's like, there is YouTube University, right? So let's not get it twisted. YouTube is the king of video, certainly long form video. But are sites like TikTok and Instagram Reels putting pressure maybe on YouTube? I, I am aware that YouTube created YouTube Shorts earlier this year. So it's like, okay, is there a market for this 15, 30 second, one minute video content versus the three, five to 10 minute content, you know, that may be prominent over on YouTube? Like, is there is there a difference? Is there a difference in styles that you have to use for the different types of platforms? You know, that's a great question. I, and I think, first of all, there is an, a great appetite for short content. It, it sort of corresponds with how our attention spans are continually declining, right? Pretty soon they're going to be two second videos. But um, absolutely. I mean, the, the proliferation of the different platforms speaks volumes. Like people wouldn't put money into that if it wasn't, they weren't seeing results. As far as the, the differences between the platforms, I think you have to think about where is my audience? Where's my audience hanging out? I know that TikTok tends to be a younger audience. You know, it's a broad generalization. Mm -hmm. But, you know, think in terms of, is my audience on TikTok? Are they on Insta? You know, which Instagram tends to be, uh, you know, has a 90% of Instagram's audience is global, right? So those are things to consider before you dive in. Sure, sure. But, but just really thinking about how to build relationships with video, because I found you know, I decided to dive into TikTok this year. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. Like it reminded me of the early days of Twitter. Like when I had to claw for every single follower, like that's what it feels like. And it's like, if you don't understand the culture or you're not willing to jump into that, you are on the outside looking at it. <laughs> so I think that it's just been really interesting to have to learn how to build relationships on video versus face to face. And I think that's true for, you know, sending a cold email with a video embedded to a prospect as much as it's, you know, trying to get out here and get some followers on TikTok. I mean, it's like, it's the same, it's hard. Yeah. Yes, it's the same challenge. And, and it's completely understandable that you've, you've feel this struggle and this awkwardness that, that most people feel because there's really nothing natural about talking to a camera. And, and <laughs> you know, as you know, from working on camera and I learned as an actor, just because I was an actor didn't mean I knew how to do it. I still had to take on camera classes, you know, because you start out on theater, which is live, which is just like in person. And, 
And suddenly you're on camera and you're supposed to be yourself. And it's like, well, what does that mean when there's a camera in my face and <laughs> they have to see me and I have to stand a certain way? You know, just a lot of things to consider. So, so it is, it is a new thing. And also we have to remember we have been honing our face-to-face, in-person relationship building skills our entire lives. And for some of that, some of us, it's a little longer than others, right? So these are some really muscle memory type skills. And a lot of what we have to do to communicate and build relationships on camera is counterintuitive and the opposite of what we do when we're in person. Uh, And what happens with the camera is many people don't realize how the camera reads certain behavior. It, It distorts certain things. It magnifies others. And many of the qualities that help build a relationship, whether you're in person or on video, aren't being communicated. Things right. like being authentic, things like being a good listener, being empathetic. If, if we're not conveying that in this small space that shows about you know, 15, 20% of our body, then it, it's not being read by our audience. So what can we do to start to improve our video presence? Yeah, you know, video presence is a great term for it because it really is. It's like taking this space, taking all that energy that you were able to convey with your entire being when you're in front of somebody and that energy and compact it into this space. And it really does take more energy. And I think that's something that people don't realize. Like you have to bring more energy to have presence. Presence is about energy. And we had the luxury of having that, you know, that physical energy that we could communicate with other people and share. So we don't have that. The camera is very two dimensional. So it flattens everything and it takes away a percentage of our energy already. And then add to this, most people are seated when they're on video, which means you're in a low energy position. And so suddenly we get very, you know, low key and our energy goes down and our voice gets very monotone and we don't look like we're that engaged. And if you don't look like you're interested and engaged, uh, attentive to your audience, they're, they're not going to stick with you. It's very easy to click that video off. If it was an article, they might skip ahead, but on a video, they can just say, eh, gave it a chance, right? Mute you, mute you, yeah, right? Mute. That's the, that's the yeah. thing. All these people watching webinars that they mute that they're not really listening to. Yeah. So, so that's a really interesting thing. But what about if the thought of being on camera just makes you nervous? You know, like I'm one of these people. I've never had a problem being. I've, I, I've been like ever since I would think I was like eight or nine in church, and they wanted me to give the speech. You know, for Easter. <laughs> I've been like, pick me, pick me, you know, like, so I, you know, you, you were that person. I, I mean, was that person. Right? Right. I, I went to college and majored in broadcast journalism because I wanted to be on TV. Right. But everybody's not like that. Most people, it's their biggest fear in the world. So, right. Right. But if you're nervous about being on video, what kinds of things can you do to gain confidence? Yeah. It, and it's really important because video you know, the camera picks all that up. Your your audience won't know that you're just nervous about the camera. They'll just think something is off, right? You'll you'll be incongruent. They'll go, I don't know what it was about her, but I just didn't feel, you know, like she was, you know, in her truth, you know? So we don't want that because the camera reads your feelings. So you have to, I would say you have to learn to like your camera, right? It is the lens through which you're going to connect with your audience. You probably heard the expression, oh, the camera really loves her. Like when someone's good on camera, it was like, oh, the camera loves her. Well, the camera doesn't care about anybody. 
it's an inanimate object. But what's more likely is that person loves the camera. And so that brings out a great energy in them because they're not looking at the camera going, oh, I can't believe it. I hate doing this. I wish we were live. Oh, okay. You know, I, I don't <laughs> like what's going on with my hair. Um, all those things are communicated to your audience, whether you are aware of it or not. That's what's coming across. So I always tell people to, even, even if you've been on camera for a while, to, to establish a friendship with your camera and just start by, you know, just talking to it a couple minutes a day. Just, hey, camera, you know, here's what I got going today. This feels really stupid, but you have to break that cycle. It has to be your ally um, or it's going to, you know, work against you. So you want your camera on your side. Well, one of the things that you mentioned earlier is how people who embed videos and emails are getting higher open rates, they're getting higher response rates. Are you a fan of that? Do you like people using embedded videos in, in, in sales emails? Yeah, I think there's there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. But I think it, they definitely tend to, in general, get higher open rates and they stand out, right? They still stand out. There's a time where they may not stand out, but they do now. Uh, we're seeing more and more of them. Um, but I think you have to use them. You know, they still have to have a point. Just, you know, it used to be enough just to do a video. I'm like, hey, I'm Julie, blah, blah, blah. It's like, have, you know, have a message, right? Have a message. Um, you have to hit it right away. You have to be on the minute they click on that video. And what I find is most people on camera, they take a while to ramp up, right? They, they kind of hit their sweet spot about, and this is live too. We hit our sweet spot about a minute into our presentation, right? Well, that's too long, right? It, 20 seconds is too long. And as a performer and as a, you know, a, on camera professional, you know, like you have to be in character. You have to be, you know, at the, the right energy level before that camera light goes on because you don't have time to ramp up. And so that's a really important thing for those videos because they are going, do, you know, the first question they ask is, do I want to watch this? Not engaging? Nope, I'm done. Right, right. I think that is a brilliant point. And what I want to do is we're going to go to commercial. And when we come right back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Julie Hansen about how to use video to build relationships to grow your business. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady. You're watching the Small Biz Chat Podcast, and we'll be right back. Are you ready to become a boss? Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady. Click the button below and take my free boss quiz. This assessment will help you learn your entrepreneur type and find the right business model for you. Get this information about the number one asset in your business. Yeah, that's you. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host, and I'm here with Julie Hansen, author of the new book, Look Me in the Eye, using video to build relationships with customers, partners, and teams. Julie, we were having a great conversation earlier just about using videos and emails and how those are becoming a lot more effective, but let's take a step back. Let's talk about if you're going to be using video or recording videos, let's talk about some equipment. Like what do you need to have in order to be effective with video? Because I know one of the, my big bugaboos is when people send me something and it looks like they're trying to conceal their identity because they're like, <laughs> 
the lighting right. is terrible. You know, right. so so let's talk about let's talk about what do you need to have? Like, what are like kind of like the three basic things you gotta have if you're gonna be recording videos that make you look good? <laughs> right, right. Yes, uh, you know, if if we can't see, the whole point is to see you is to see each other's face, particularly the, your expressions, your eyeballs. So if you're not lit well and we can't, you know, we have to struggle to see who we're talking to, that you defeat the purpose, right? So good lighting, absolutely. Lighting that that shifts with you throughout the day, like having multiple setups or knowing at a certain time you got to uh, amp up the artificial light. Don't have to spend a ton, but just make sure, you know, you can buy a ring light or, you know, it just depends on your environment, how much lighting you need to, to you know, bring your face to life. And then, you know, people are not going to tolerate poor sound. That is, uh, you know, that is right up there with, they may actually stay on if they can't see you as well, but they will not tolerate a muffled experience, right? So it's absolutely important to use, use a good mic and use a good camera. The same is true. Like we need, everybody needs to step up and, you know, if you don't have an HD camera, if you're using the camera in your laptop, those are usually not, you know, not high enough quality to get the you know, to make us feel like we are sitting across from you. That's what I would say is the goal is to make us feel like we're just sitting across from each other, having a cup of coffee. And I can't feel that way if you're kind of grainy and <laughs> I can't hear you well. So yes, I'd say those three things are absolutely vital. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And certainly as a former television producer, I'm going to say three point lighting. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say ring lights, yes. some cowboy lights. They're cheap, but they're really good for filler. I have this great light on my desk that's actually from LomCube. It's actually an edge light right on the desk. So I have three point lighting, three point lighting. You want a little bit of light all around you. So that's really important. And so definitely I'm 100% in agreement with everything you're saying. Now let's talk about teleprompters. I see a lot of people using teleprompters poorly. I see some other people who use teleprompters effortlessly. What's your thought about that? Are you a yay or nay on, on teleprompters? I tend to say nay because it is difficult. It is difficult for, uh, it is, I'll say it's impossible if you don't have any training on it. There are very few people that are natural teleprompter readers. It is, it is a skill. I took a class on teleprompter reading and I'm not sure I still know how to do it, right? It's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult if you're not a trained actor to know how to take lines off a script and make them sound as if you're just saying them in the moment. Now, if you want to work on that skill, that's great. Do that, but do not practice on your customers or your audience, right? Make sure that you really do have that skill down before you take it to the, the big time. 100%. All right. Last question. What is the best business advice you've ever gotten? Oh, gosh. Uh, I would say this, this refrain keeps coming up in the past couple of years. So it's, it speaks to me now, which is imperfect and done is better than perfect and undone. And I think that speaks to video too, is we tend to be very critical of ourselves when we're doing video. And of course, if we're recording it, then we have opportunity to you know, fudge with it or redo it. There's a point where you have to let it go and you have to be able to observe your videos, review them without being as so critical as only we are to ourselves and understand that your audience isn't going, why is her eyebrow doing that? Huh? 
that was kind of a weird look she made. <laughs> right. So, so being a little more, you know, forgiving and more objective with yourself and just, you, you got to put it out there eventually. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much, Julie. I really appreciate your valuable insight. What is your favorite podcast? Favorite podcast? My favorite podcast, Small Biz Chat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You're the teacher's pet. Thank you for that. (laughs) Julie, what's your favorite app? My new favorite is it's called Veed, V-E-E-D dot I-O. And what it does is it it takes your videos and it transcribes them and puts the transcription, the subtitles, so you can show the video, you can post the video, and it'll also have the subtitles running, sort of like a, a, a teleprompter, but for your audience. Oh, I like that. I've never heard of that one. I'm going to have cool. to write that one down. Julie, what is your favorite old school marketing tip? I'd have to say, pick up the damn phone, <laughs> <laughs> which is the title of a friend of mine's book, Joanne Black, but uh, still, still works, man. I, I agree. That's that's a really good one. My favorite one is actually handwritten notes. I still believe in handwritten notes and people keep them because so few people get them now. Best business book you've ever read. Best business oh, book you've ever, ever read. read. Uh, I, I think what sticks with me is it's called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And it's about, you know, focus on one thing that will make everything else easier. And I now remember I need to reread it. No, that is a great book, right, by Gary Keller. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. The mission of the Small Biz Chat podcast is to end small business failure. And I want to leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, Visit SucceedAsYourOwnBoss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.